This podcast is brought to you by u-discovered.com. This is your new life podcast. I am your host, Craig Willard. And if you want more of life than you've ever had, it starts right now. Welcome to your new life. Welcome back to another episode of Your New Life Podcast. I am your host, Craig Willard, and this is episode number 16. Life is just this planet. It's like a big classroom. No matter where you are in life, no matter what you're doing, there's something to learn from it. There's something to gain knowledge to help us be wiser, right? Knowledge is obtaining information and learning from it and then applying it would be the wisdom so we always want to be wiser and how do we become wiser well we learn from what we do sometimes that creates beliefs that are not necessarily good for us sometimes it beliefs creates beliefs that are good for us but nonetheless one of my biggest challenges has been relationships and I've had a lot of long-term relationships that never really panned out. They never really worked. So I had to figure out, I had to spend some time. I really needed to deep dive into my own thoughts, my own beliefs, my own assumptions to try to figure out what I can do better. And hopefully you're listening to this because you too want to do better. I think we always strive to want to do better whether we apply the effort and, and time to it, eh, it's a whole different situation, another story. But my relationships have been all over the place. And they've been long. I've had two and a half year relationships. I've had five year relationships. I've had 10 month relationships. I've had a couple five, a couple two and a half. So I have them. They're all over the place. But I've learned a lot from them. And each one has allowed the next person to actually receive the things in which I've learned. So, you know, as I continue to uh, get into another relationship or, you know, whatever it may be, the things that I've learned from the past obviously help the next relationship. They should. They definitely shouldn't take those things with you, but nonetheless. So I have six things that I have learned through relationships, what they have taught me. And they're maybe what you've already thought of before, but maybe not. So maybe they'll help you. Maybe they won't. One of the things that I did in, in most all of my relationships, and it's still something that I'm kind of drawn to today, but I like to fix things. I mean, I like to fix anything. If you can break it, I can fix it to an extent. But I like to fix things. And so men are, generally speaking, fixers. The thing is, this becomes a real predicament when you get in a situation where your girlfriend or your wife 
comes to you with their problems. And they want to tell you all about their problems. And just leave it to a man to just go, oh, well, I understand that. I know what you're dealing with there. This is how you fix it. And the next thing you know, a war breaks out. This took me a long time to realize. But what I learned is that while, yes, men are fixers, women don't want you to fix it. They're strong enough. They can fix it on their own. And most of them already know how to fix it. They just want you to listen. They want you to sit down or sit back and listen to them without offering any fixes, unless you're asked, especially if it's about another girl or some situation or whatever. The best thing you can do is when she starts talking, listen. The funny thing is, is that from that, she will get it off her chest and then we can move on about our, our day or our evening or whatever it is. So the first takeaway is that women just want you to listen. Don't fix it unless they ask. Just listen. It's not really that hard. But it's different for men because men want to resolve. They want to get out their tool bag and just give you their bestest piece of advice to resolve that. And they don't want it. Women don't want it. And it's, it starts fighting. Not always, but generally it does. The second thing that I learned is that we always seem to have this laundry list of needs. Well, I need somebody that has this. He needs to make this amount of money. He needs to have a nice car. He doesn't need to live with his family. He needs to have good friends. He needs to have things to do so he can go out and be with his friends and give me my away time. He needs to have a career. He needs to be educated. He needs to be blah, 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 blah. And the thing is, is the longer your grocery list of needs are, the less likely you are to find it. Kind of like that unicorn that they always laugh about. If you sit down and write a list of needs your partner must have, you will find it is almost impossible to check off every bullet point. If you continue to look for that unicorn that, miss, that hits every one of your laundry list of needs, you might be living the single life. Or you're going to go in and out of relationships, in and out of relationships, because you're still holding them accountable to a list which is probably not fair and not really reasonable or logical. So what I've learned is instead of looking for someone who meets just this laundry list of need, write down what is really important. You know, trustworthy, loyal, loving. You know, kind of has their own life. Um, Self-supportive is obviously understandable. But, you know, if you're looking for the blonde-haired, blue-eyed, five-foot-five bombshell, then what ends up happening is if you look specifically for those things, along with laundry list of other things else that you're looking for, you may end up missing something that's very good. 
something that was probably better fit for you than that. Because you're so focused on those things that you forget that there are people that don't have all of those check marks who are going to be far better because, you know, one of them they missed is loyal. Maybe they're not loyal, but whew, they're gorgeous. You know, who wouldn't want to wake up with that beside you? And I've been in a situation myself, just being open and honest, I've been in a situation where I've dated someone who I thought was drop-dead gorgeous. When I walked into a room with her, the whole room would stare at her. <laughs> Not me, at her. And I was like, yeah, that's her. That's, mm, that's, that's who I'm dating. But then as a relationship soured, she became very unattractive to me. Thus, the relationship didn't survive because of other things. The beauty didn't hold it together. It's those internal traits that really hold that relationship together. You know, when not to pipe up, when not to, to poke the bear or to poke the pear, but know when it's fun and when it's going to just piss somebody off or, you know, whatever it may be. But find the things that are really important. And look for people that meet those needs. Society tells us what we, what we want. Whereas most of us, internally, what we want is to be loved, to be appreciated, and to be accepted for the exact thing that we are. So don't be going out trying to find your laundry list of needs. Find someone who you can get along with, who makes you smile, those people who, as I mentioned earlier, love you, appreciate you, and accept you for the very person you are, regardless to how you think they look originally, become more beautiful. Because of the, the whole picture. Beauty with a negative mindset is an unattractive person. I don't care how you wrap it up. I don't care. Pick your battles. I learned this, oh my gosh, the hard way, so many times. Not every battle is worth fighting. You have to figure out which one you're willing to die on. Because if it's a battle and it's big enough, you might just die on it. And it might just be the end of this relationship that you're in. Not everything is truly worth fighting. If you do feel one is important to discuss, give it a little time before doing so. If you're in the heat of the moment and you're pissed, probably not going to be a good time to conversate about it. And in fact, don't use words when you do have the conversation that are like you and uh, you need to or you should or why didn't you. Those pointing fingers, poking the bear types of directions when you have a conversation. Instead, say, how can we do better here? How can we work together to have a better relationship. Be vulnerable and say, hey, it's, it's uh, you know, when I do, you know, when you do have these battles, be vulnerable and say, hey, maybe this was me. Maybe it was me that misunderstood. And I apologize. How can I do better? And then work together to make it happen. Because in the heat of that moment, and your emotions are on high alert, 
where you could find the situation escalating to a point of no return, your response is going to dictate where it goes from there. And as they say, a house on fire is, is a bad time to teach fire safety. It's not when to do it. Let things calm. Romancer. Women like to talk. <laughs> and some men like to talk. I like to talk. So, um, and the fact that women like to talk, if you don't know how to romance her, listen. She'll tell you all the things she loves. Send her flowers just because, or a little note in her purse that she sees later, not even at that moment, just that she'll see when she gets to work. Give her a meaningful hug out of the middle of nowhere. And don't just kiss her on the, fore or on the lips. Kiss her on the forehead or on the cheek or even on the shoulder. Show her that you love her. Show her that she cares, that you care about her and that she matters. Look her in their eyes and tell her she's beautiful. Not because of a question she asked, but because you wanted to tell her and you wanted her to know that. Women just, I don't know any woman that doesn't love affirmation. The thing is, is that a lot of men don't generally give it because they don't think about it. Well, if she says it, then, you know, if, if she asks, then I'll give it to her. But, I mean, if she's not going to ask, you know, we're real, real simple-minded. I mean, you know, if nothing's wrong, then nothing's wrong, right? You know, just because she doesn't say that she doesn't feel appreciated or that she doesn't feel loved doesn't mean that she doesn't. It just means that maybe that's not a conversation you wants to have with, she wants to have with you. But if you're romancing her, and if you're showing her love and you're telling her that you love her and you kiss her on the forehead and you, you know, you understand her level of acceptance for PDA, then show it. Don't be bashful. It'll improve your relationship. Stay true to who you are. This is one thing that I have, <laughs> over the years, I have absolutely learned. It's tough. But you got to be real for who you are. It is so easy to go on a first date and ask someone what they have as needs and wants. And over time, because you're so interested in winning, you're so interested in getting this girl to make a relationship out of it, that you'll take her wants and needs and you'll morph into them. You've heard people probably say, maybe you've said it, maybe you experienced it. Oh my God, they, they were like this, that, X, Y, and Z. And like three months later, it's gone. Poof. I don't even know who this person is anymore. Like, oh my God. And what happened is they listened to you so well that they understood exactly what you needed and what you wanted. And what did they do? They morphed. They, and most of the time they do this subconsciously in order to retain the relationship or to obtain the relationship. But what ends up happening? A, your partner, you know, gives you two or three months worth of good relationships and all of a sudden your partner changes and morphs uh, back to who they were. Or maybe they, you know, um, maybe they mysteriously keep those for some period of time, even longer, till it's almost too late. 
But generally speaking, what happens is that when people morph, they only morph for a certain period of time, and then, then everything crashes. You know, your partner could have been confused on what they actually wanted to the point that when you become that person, they even no longer want it. So maybe you hear this girl or this guy say they want that, that, that X, Y, and Z. You try to be those things, and they're like, ah, just kidding. I don't really want that. I thought I did, but no, nah, don't want that. But the reality is you cheat yourself because you pull away from who you truly are. When you morph, you pull away. And over time, I promise you, over time, you will revert. Things will become to begin to fall apart as the person they met is not who the person that, that they're with now. Because you morphed. You did not stay true to yourself. Be yourself from the beginning. If you burp and you don't care, burp. If you fart and you like to fart in bed and you like to give Dutch ovens and all those other things, be exactly who you are. If you shit in the toilet with the door open, you know, whatever it is, want someone to love you for who you are. Yeah, you got some weird, you know, maybe you have some weird things you do, but, you know, let them know. And if they go, look, 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 I, look, I can handle you farting, but uh, you got to close the door when you go to the bathroom. I, I just, I, that, there's, there's a limit. And you're like, oh, okay, cool, no problem. I'll just close the door, not a big deal. But be yourself from the beginning. They don't want to be with you because of who you are. You're saving yourself a whole lot of heartache and headaches down the road. Stay true to who you are. And this one, this last one, uh, I've heard this probably more than any other. And I mean, I hear it from women. And oftentimes they don't really understand. Maybe you've said this. He was, inter- he was interested in me until he got me. Now he isn't interested in me anymore. Why? Why is he not interested in me longer? Simply put, men like to earn their way. If it's a value, it will take time. If it is easy, it's not worth having. If a woman lays down for them, like they have no backbone, without having to earn it, he, I promise you, he's not sticking around. Men want to be challenged. However, let me preface this. Playing hard to get does not work for most men either. If you're into games and you want to play hard to get, the young, immature guys will will leech onto that. They'll play your game. They'll give you all the attention. And then when they got you, they're gone. But, a, but mature men do not want to play the game. They want to work for it, but they don't want to sit here and just and have to go through 8 million different hurdles to date you because then it becomes tiring. There's a difference. That's for you to decide when that is. If you're looking for a long-term relationship, playing hard to get will create the belief that, that you're independent and confident when maybe you're not. Again, stay true to who you are. If you lay your heart on your sleeve, leave your heart on your sleeve. But let them earn it. Let them earn it. Because maybe maybe it's breaking the bro code. I don't know. 
but men want to earn it. Let them. And you'll find that it will weed out those that are just looking to have a good time. If you're in a situation of wanting to have a good time, by all means, do what you got to do. That's what they say. Do what you got to do, boo-boo. But if you want a relationship, put forth the effort like you want the relationship. Not, I'm busy and can't hang out tonight or tomorrow or the next night or the night after that. Make yourself available. But let them put the work into it. I mean, I get it. Playing hard to get is like a weeding process for women. And it does. It helps you understand who's in for the long haul and who isn't. However, just be careful that you don't weed out something great. Those are my six tips for uh, what I've learned in the past in my relationships. And hopefully they will be of some value to you. And if they are, please feel free to share it with other people. Thanks for listening. Have a good evening.